baby boomers, Gen Xers, millennials, and Gen Z, four very different generations. How do you get them on the same page at work? It ain't easy, even if you are all working for a mission-driven organization like the Obama Foundation. In our organization alone, we literally have four generations. And if you think for one minute that this group even sometimes speak the same language, you'd be very much surprised. Alfreda Bradley Core is an executive vice president and chief legal officer at the Obama Foundation in Chicago. She was part of a discussion at a recent Vanguard Forum for General Counsels. With her was Wes Adams, executive coach, who recently wrote a book about how to keep high-performing employees engaged. Here are some highlights from their conversation. I spent the last several years doing research with folks at University of Pennsylvania and also Colorado State, specifically around how leaders can help people find more meaning in their work. And the reason I chose to focus on that is because decades of research show us that when people find their work meaningful, that leads to all of the outcomes that we're after. It leads to higher individual well-being and performance, more creativity, better financial returns. Um, there's a lot of research around this, and there's a lot of information around how individuals can do that for themselves, but really not much around how leaders can help people do that. And so um, what we found is that uh, what leaders do or fail to do accounts for about half of how meaningful people find their work. So there's a huge opportunity there um, for leaders to kind of focus on this upstream factor that's going to get all of these outcomes that we want. And I'd love to also talk about in the context of generations, you know, because I know that that's a, a hot topic right now. And I'll just kind of close by saying that there are three primary sources of meaning at work, and those are community, contribution, and challenge. And so organizations like yours, very obviously high in contribution, you know that the work you're doing is making a difference in other people's lives and is tied to a higher purpose. Um, and people often, conflate that with meaning, right? Mm -hmm. People think like, oh, purpose and meaning are the same thing, but that's not actually the case. The two other sources are just as important, and the those are community, that feeling that you're, um, you belong in your organization, that you're a part of a community of values, and challenge, do I have the opportunity to learn and to grow in my current organization? And so on that note, I'm really excited to hear from Alfreda and the work that you're doing at the Obama um, the Obama Foundation. Well, I will start by saying I'm hiring you for <laughs> my thing. But um, thanks, guys. Thanks for uh, being here. I'm delighted. So the Obama Foundation, I've been there for about a year and a half. Organization that's about 270 people. By 2025, we are hoping to be at 500. Why is 2025 a big deal? Because it will be at that time that in the fall, the Presidential Center uh, will be open and running. So the foundation just quickly is made up of two key parts. One is a leadership uh, process where there's all kinds of leadership programs, students from Columbia, University of Chicago, they're focusing on public policy, a number of college students, even global leaders are being trained to take on some of the hardest issues that quite frankly, the world faces. I know that sounds pretty grandiose, but um, some of the toughest uh, issues 
within our country and the world. And the uh, foundation gives them tools to go out and to be change makers and to, um, you know, focus on those issues. The second part is the presidential center. The center is one part museum. Two floors are going to be really more like a civil rights museum where it's in honor of a number of people who have bled um, before him. Another floor will be a lot of the work in the White House. And um, there you will see a little bit of a ball gown or, you know, what they wore at such and such or whatever you see in presidential centers or museums. And then the last floor literally is built so that any individual who visits should walk out and feel like they have a toolkit to be a change maker. Awesome. Well, thank you. I mean, that's such important work. So I'm really glad that um, people of your capacity and experience are tackling it. Yeah, so thank you. thank you for that. And I think it's really interesting also that you're, um, you know, you're having to build leaders within your organization, as well as focus on one of your organizational programs, which is building leaders all across, you know, the country and the community and, and that sort of thing. So I'd love to dive into that. It's your why. It's that bigger picture goal of your organization. What is the thing that you are working towards, right? And the what I call the contribution part of meaning is tied to that, right? So as an employee, how do I understand what my contribution is to the company's larger purpose, right? And part of the leader's job in that vertical is to communicate that, help the employees understand the work that you're doing ladders up to this larger organization. There's a, a famous story about JFK going to NASA in the 60s, right, and asking, he's walking to the meeting and he's asking a janitor, oh, you know, like, hey, I'm JFK, you know, what do you do here? And he says, I'm putting a man on the moon, you know. Mm -hmm. And so when your employees feel like they're a part of the larger goal of the organization, the bigger picture, they're inspired to do better, they feel better about themselves, and they're going to stay longer and work harder. I agree with you. However, you oh, make great. it sound a, a, a lot easier than what I think it might be. Oh, it's e not easy. Right, right. <laughs> Even when you uh, have uh, organizations where it's about contribution and, and challenge, one of the things that we face, and I think all of you are facing, is this whole intergenerational discussion. Um, in our organization alone, we literally have four generations. Four. So in my department alone, I have four. So literally the folks that just came out of college and this is their first job, then the people who are mid-level, some who are seasoned, and there's one or two of us who would even call ourselves baby boomers. And if you think for one minute that this group, all talented lawyers, all talented HR people coming together, even sometimes speak the same language, mm you'd be very much surprised. So when we were talking like ESG and we were talking about the S, even how people define the S, and you would think, okay, Obama Foundation, a social piece has gotta be easy. Not when you have four generations. And so a big piece of the organization is figuring out how do you get everybody on the same page towards the strategy and the goals while having to do so using different language, maybe using different ways of motivating, recognizing that what someone like ourselves might say would be challenge in the workplace would be considered, you know, 
way too intense and too disciplined and too processed for somebody who's who's much younger. So we found that in a lot of ways for us to really charge the organization, especially since post-COVID, we do co-mentoring. We do intergenerational mentoring. We kind of literally took what was an issue and just kind of put it out there and discussed it and actually made it a little fun. So now when sometimes the communication is a bit inartful, people are less uncomfortable about bringing it up because we're all learning as an organization, how do we move towards the strategic goals, but knowing that we do it in a slightly different way. But um, if I could, I'll share something with you very quickly. This is what some of the things that I read with some of the newer people coming out of school, and my apologies if these are some of your kids in the 20s or something, but the dream job for many says, let me be myself and authentic. Tell me what really is going on. You, the organization, owes me 100% transparency. So what does that sound like to lawyers when you have a whole bunch of um, employees saying, give me 100% transparency? Discover my magnificent strengths. You're supposed to discover their magnificent strengths. Make me proud that I work here. Now, of course, you, you know, we all want everybody to feel good about the place that they work and we work hard, but there's, gener there's, there's some groups that literally say it's the organization's responsibility to make me proud that I work here. Um, make me work with meaning, as you suggested, and don't hinder me with stupid rules, compliance, and process. This, this is truly an article that I read that said, this is what you know leaders are thinking about. So when we talk about the talent war, yes, there's a talent war. Yes, there's all these great individuals out there, um, but we're always having to mind to make sure that even with the talent war, we're bringing in some of the, the right folks with the right expectations and managing some of those expectations because we have so many generations in the building. Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you for bringing that up. And that this is a conversation that is happening all over, right? Yeah. This is my, you know, the senior folks that I'm working with often say, I don't know how to talk to these kids. It sounds they're speaking a different language. I just don't connect with them. Uh, you know, I certainly would never have said something like that <laughs> at that age. Although I will admit those are all things that I want. You know, those yeah. are those are all things that I would like in a company that I'm working for, and I wouldn't have felt confident enough to demand them on coming on coming in. But these, you know, these kids do, um, and you know, I think there are there are ups and downs to that. I think when you're talking about managing expectations, there, I think it's, um, you know, you have to think these are these are uh, a group of employees that have very little experience yet, right? And so they're idealistic and they're very hopeful about where they wanna go. And I think it's actually a good thing to have that sure. kind of energy yes. coming into an organization. And I think the difference between managing people and leading people is that it's a leader's responsibility to show the way, right? I think yeah. they have to do the work and it's a leader's responsibility to show them the path.
That was Wes Adams, a coach at SV Consulting Group, and Alfreda Bradley Core, an executive at the Obama Foundation, at a recent Vanguard Forum for General Counsels. Just two of the benefits of joining the Vanguard Network, which organizes events, publishes content, and connects C-suite leaders. Our mission is building high-performance leadership. If you'd like more information about us, please visit our website at thevanguardnetwork.com. I'm Irene Silber. Thanks for listening.